Welcome to Commission Impossible. I'm Scott Fish, and with me, as always, is Ryan McDowell. We've become known for our commissioning over the years, got together, started a podcast to help other commissioners out there. If you're new to the show, all episodes are pretty evergreen, which means you can go back and do what many people do and just binge them all. Listen to them all. Why not? Uh, what we do here is go over listener questions, bad commission stories, interesting league ideas people have sent us. Go over some of our own ideas that have now become very popular, and we answer nearly every single email we get. You can email us at commishpod at gmail.com. Go to commishpod.com to uh, search for things in previous episodes if, if you're looking for something specific, or you can subscribe to our Substack newsletter there. Paid subscribers get a chance at uh, being in SFB 11. We do drawings every single week. We're going to have more uh, prizes coming up uh, for paid subscribers and more special uh, content that will go out just to the paid subscribers. Like, Ryan, I think they're going to get to know the SFB 11 settings before everybody. In fact, by the time you're hearing this show, they might know a couple SFB settings that you don't know yet. Yeah, yeah, I can't I can't wait to hear these. I'm going to subscribe to make sure I find out what they are. Uh, but yeah, if you want a uh, if you want that early look at SFB, that is the way to get it and maybe even stick around to the end of this episode too. Perfect, perfect. All right, uh I'm going to start with uh, some questions here. Uh this one is actually just a follow-up and some context. Uh, he apologizes for the wall of text. This is Ben from Westfield, Indiana, I believe is I N if I, if I know my state abbreviations correctly, Ryan. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to say first, off, by the way, when you email in, tell us where you're from. We love it. We love that there are people all over the country and the world listening to this podcast. And we love when you let us know where you're from. If you don't let us know, we sometimes mock you. So, or we make uh, it up. Yeah, or we make it up. No, I don't. Th- have we ever made up where someone's from? I don't know that we've done that. Yeah, huh, so interesting. That. Maybe oh. maybe just in my head. <laughs> okay, uh, this is about the guy who wanted to figure out how the best way to get DST out of his league. Uh, mm. He said we were right that he had not presented it to his league yet. He was just brainstorming ideas. So when he presented the idea of eliminating them. Uh, he decided to present it as eliminating after this upcoming 2021 season. Everyone had no problems with it. Remember, this is the league where nobody traded DSDs, nobody moved them, all 32 were owned. Like There was just yeah. no movement of them uh, from a previous episode. One person didn't want to solely for his own personal gain reasons. Probably has you know a couple of the stud defenses or whatever. Foresaw that coming, but ultimately that owner saw how it was and, and you know was okay with it. Uh, sounds like nineteen of the tw- nineteen defenses were still with the original draftee, and all thirty-two, oh <laughs> yeah, all thirty-two owned during the full season. Um, wow, yeah. Only one defensive swap trade occurred in three full seasons. <laughs> so uh, it's good they got rid of it. They decided not to add another flex spot, which is sometimes customary when you mo- remove like a kicker or a defense or whatever, because they already do super flex and two flexes, which, uh, yeah, it's fine. You know, <laughs> if you want another flex, cool. If you don't, that's that's cool too. They do not intend to implement kick and punt return TDs to the player. Uh 
you know, which sometimes, uh, you know, leagues do a lot of almost, I think all my leagues do. Um, cause we don't have DST. We, we assign the punt and kick returns to the player. They, they, he worried that that would skew the values of a handful of players. It really doesn't. If you add yardage, sure. But just touchdowns that does, that doesn't happen a lot, Ryan, <laughs> <laughs> punt and kick return touchdowns for players that are fantasy relevant outside of punt and kick return touchdowns is not a very common thing. Yeah, and, and they're obviously tough to project as well. Yeah, incredibly tough to project. So um, I don't think it would skew the values at all unless you're using kick and punt return yardage. Uh, that definitely changes the value of, of uh, quite a few players. Um you know, it, it makes some punt and kick returners fantasy viable when they otherwise would be waiver wire fodder. Uh, just says thanks again. Hopefully make it out to India in 2022 for the combine. Must have been reading our tweets, Ryan. We're, we're, we're hoping to do that this year. Maybe next year. Maybe next year we'll do that. That's the plan, yeah. Yes. Thank you, Ben, from Westfield, uh, Indiana. Thanks for the update. Uh, Ryan, you got this one from Matt in Indianapolis. I got it. Yeah, we've got an Indiana episode. We do. I'll I'll Hoosier episode here. All right. From Matt in Indy, he says, I commissioned Dynasty League where I've come up with an idea that creates some off-season activity and player movement in the league. At the end of each season in February, each team from the league submits a list of 10 players from his own team who are protected. The rest of the players on his team, except for practice squad players, are eligible to become a free agent. We then have a league vote where each league owner picks one unprotected player from the other team. It's a 12-team league, so each owner picks 11 other players. I then compile the votes, and the player from each team who gets the most votes becomes a free agent. There are 12 total free agents. We use fab bidding system. Our fab is a commodity just like draft picks or players. We use the same fab for in-season free agents and and for these off-season free agents. Never resets, um, but you can trade just like a pick or a player. After the NFL draft is done, we have a nomination process where during each fab run, one of the 12 free agents is nominated in each. Uh, manager can bid on them. It's a blind bidding process, but you get to see everyone's bid. So it's an auction basically. Uh, after it runs, so everyone can see who bid how much. Oh, they see, I'm sorry. They see the bids after the fact. Uh, so you can see who bid, how much on each free agent. Uh, also release all the voting results for the free agent process, which is interesting because each owner gets to see who valued which players can be helpful in making trade offers. Um what do you guys think? What do you think, Scott? So it's it's keeper ish, but it's only uh, yeah, it's only one each, player per team. <laughs> each team I mean, is losing one player, but the yeah. other managers in the league get to decide which player that is. So if you've got a stack team, you're basically going to lose your eleventh eleventh uh, best player, or at least risk losing them. I guess you could be in on yeah. That. It's almost you could be like in on the. The 11th best dynasty asset on your team is probably what it's going to turn out to be right. in most cases. Uh, I definitely like it. it. Yeah. It's, I don't it's, have an uh, issue with it for sure. We we always talk about, you know, uh, we, <laughs> ways to spice up your offseason is have, you know, a draft or auction of some sort every month or two. Um, and this is one way to throw an extra one in there. Um, and it it's an extra one with fairly valuable players as far as his process of running the 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 you know 
the auction salary cap draft, whatever you want to call it. Um, I mean, the process of running it, whatever, whatever you, uh, whatever way you want to run it, you want to have it be so people see the bids the whole time. And that also tells you who's interested in, in which players, um, the free agent, uh, you know, voting process, making that public show, showing people who's interested in what players, all of that. It's, you know, it, it runs along the same lines as allowing, you know, being able to see who bid what on waivers and, you know, comments in trades and stuff like that, that, you know, all those things are, you know, they, they help a little in, in trade offers and stuff, but yeah, however you want to want run it is great. Um, I, I think that this is an interesting way to, you know, and, and it's, and it's not like you're losing something huge. Like you, you're, you're potentially losing, you know, 11, your 11th or 12th favorite asset on your team. But I mean, I, I'm fine with it. You know, if, 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 if the league likes it and you want to add that activity, uh, it, it is, it is kind of nice. It is, it is a nice little way to, uh, to do that. And I like that he's, he's spreading this out. So taking those 12 players, not just throwing them all into one, uh, into one fab run or waiver run, Right, right. But spreading it out throughout the offseason. One at a time. With, yeah, kind of, kind of one big prize per <laughs> waiver run. Uh, I really yeah. like that aspect of it too. So a uh, good plan from, from Matt and Indy there. Yep. I, yeah, I definitely like it. Um, I mean, there's, there's something that sucks about in a dynasty league being forced to, you know, lose a top, well, let's just say top 12-ish asset off your team. But you also have a chance to, get a top 12 ish asset or more, you know, like there there's, you know, if, if you've saved off enough money, you might be able to snag a few of those uh, assets from other players. So, um, you know, there's give and take to both sides of that. And I, I, I do think that that's uh that's an interesting way to do it. Like it. I like it, Matt from Indianapolis. All right. We got Ken from Canada. All right. Good morning. Says Ken from Canada. I'm on your podcast and I love it. Uh, he's, I don't know that he's been on it before or if he's just saying he's on it now because we read most emails and he was just, he was being prophetic about it. I'm going to listen to the older ones. Do you have a few more with new league ideas? We have a bunch with league, new league ideas. In fact, that's, it's a, it's a good percentage of our podcasts, our new league ideas. I believe our next podcast after this one coming up in two weeks, we'll have a couple more new league ideas that have been sent to us via email. We have, we have a bunch here uh, ready in the hopper. We just got to record them. I'm building a new 24 team with a new format after running a 16 team three keeper league for the last 17 years. I need a change and a new challenge. I guess I'm looking for ideas for this no keeper league. So it sounds like a dynasty league. (laughs) Also, what do I, oh, and he just, uh, he just, you know, has a question about, you know, what, what, what comes with paid subscription on the Substack, et cetera. We, we kind of mentioned that already. So let's, um, let's, let's help Ken out, I guess. Ken from Canada. Uh, a few more new, man. Well, 24 teamer. <laughs> My immediate first thought is 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 make that thing a double copy league, right? Yeah. Like 
<laughs> it does seem like this the seventeen or the sixteen teamer you were probably doing was a one keeper challenging. Maybe you do want to do twenty four teams and uh, have it be one player each. If you do that, you'd probably want the starting lineups to be fairly small and fairly heavily flexed instead of required positions. Right, Ryan? Like every time I've done 32 teamers, they've been like, you know, one quarterback and then like two or three uh, non-quarterbacks or whatever. And, you know, like <laughs> like quarterback, running back and then wide receiver and then a, and then a flex or something. Um, but if you're doing 24 teams with one player each or one copy of each player, I'd have a smaller starting lineup and less positional requirements, more flexes, uh, probably in the range of, you know, six to eight, probably eight starters, probably something like that, eight starters. If you're doing double copy, you can run them as uh, two 12-team leagues and then have the playoffs turn into a bracket tournament where we we have an extra week now, Ryan, to do yeah, to make, make unique fun playoffs. So you could you could run a two 12-teamers, 13-week season like we've always done, three-week playoffs like we've always done, but then we get that extra week to have the champion of each of those divisions play each other, right? Like th- this extra week sets up perfect for a, a 20, a two 12 team divisions, like an AFC NFC thing that uh, turn into one champion. Yeah. I just think, I mean, obviously this is a, a pretty broad question as far as where to go with this 24 team league. Uh, totally agree on the, uh, two players or two copies of players. And beyond that, I would say, you know, go back and listen to our, um, our draft that we did our, our league settings league draft settings, episode. Sure. Uh, one, one of my favorite pod episodes I've, I've ever done. Uh, but you can, you can go back and check that one out. Uh, Scott, I don't know. You, you probably know the number off the top of your head. If not, I don't, you can search but I, for it. I know it's, I know it's one of our Substack posts on the free side. So it sounds like he's a Substack subscriber. Just go to our Substack and, and look for that, that league settings post. And there's a link to that podcast, or you can search league settings on commissionpod.com and it'll take you to that podcast with it on there. Yeah, Ryan's right, and we've talked about this many times. But you know, either build the league you you really want to play in, or find the owners and then build a league together. You know, that's that you want to that you want to you know you all want to play in. Um, I'm gonna guess this is a situation where you're probably gonna just try to build the league and then find owners, but I I don't know for sure. But yeah, check out that league settings pod. I think you're. I think you're looking at two 12-team leagues that result in one champion with two copies of players. Um, but you know, I I don't think there's anything wrong with doing doing your regular old one-copy league, just uh, 24 teams, and everything's going to be super super thin out there on the waivers. Oh yes, uh, too thin. Yes, yeah, too too a little too thin for my blood. I I played in 32 teamers. It is not my preferred format. Um, even 20 teamers. I played in a 20 teamer once. That was not my prefer. I like 14 teamers. That's where I like it. Just enough challenge. You you got deeper, deeper, you know, players on your roster. We have two more questions, Ryan, and we're 23 minutes in. What do you think? Mm, do we have any, anything else we could chat about? I think Maybe let's just get for a couple two. of minutes. Well, let's, let's do that at the end. Uh, let's, <laughs> let's get these two done really quick. 
not right. quick. We we will give you the, your due diligence. We will we will we will be good. <laughs> We're not going to just gloss over your question, Lance from Decatur, Illinois. Um, a lot of I states in this in this one. Holy crap! Um, all right, uh, Lance from Decatur, Illinois. Uh, as a commissioner, I really appreciate your podcast. Thank you. Uh, I play in two 12-team leagues, both on MFL. Both are changing playoff format for next year. League one, I am a commissioner of. League two, I am just an, uh, a team manager. For leagues, playoffs are set up so six teams make the playoffs and six enter a tournament for the 101 pick. You know how I don't love that, Ryan. <laughs> I get it. Either. Yeah, I get it. It's a thing out there. I just feel like more often than not, you're going to end up with a really good team that just barely missed the playoffs getting the 101 pick. And, you know, the, the actual worst teams will not be picking at the top of the draft. But uh, anyway, the only difference between the two is League One plays a toilet bowl setup just like the playoffs with buys for the top teams. League Two has an all-play where the two lowest-scoring teams are eliminated the first week, and then the two lowest-scoring teams are eliminated the second week, so the two teams remain the last week. I realize the way League Two does their toilet bowl is more fair way to do it. Those teams that get a buy in League One just miss the playoffs and don't need or deserve a buy. Most of the time when I see these toilet ball playoffs, I see the two worst teams getting the buys. I I really don't love this format where the two best teams are getting the buy. That's, yeah, that's- yeah. And it, in my leagues, the two worst teams are, are the number one and two seeds. Yeah. You should take that to your commissioner, man, because that's – that's uh, I don't remember if you're the commissioner of that one or if you're the team manager in that one, or maybe you don't specify which is which. But uh, yeah, the two worst teams should be the ones getting the buy in the toilet bowl. So that's problem number one. Uh, the problem is the commissioner of League Two says the all-play toilet bowl is a pain, and next year we are changing to everyone in one bracket. The top four teams will get a buy, and the bottom eight will play. The four losers in the first round will enter the toilet bowl. It sounds cool, except there will be upsets. We won't even bring up if the five eight seeds intentionally, unintentionally try to lose. I can see that. If you're a good mm-hmm. team, but you don't think you're going to win it, an yep. intentional loss to try to go get the 101, that's the problem. That's, an, that's another problem with 101s getting, <laughs> getting it based off a toilet bowl. Exactly. Um, it should be 113. Like some, this brilliant dude thought of the 113 going to that, you know, one, one, one of these years. That was a good idea. Such a brilliant dude, Ryan. <laughs> um, and you'll have teams who just missed the playoffs playing for the 101 pick. Yes, yes, that is, yep. The best thing I've come up for League One is flip the toilet bowl on its head and give the bottom two teams a bye. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Should have read ahead, eh? <laughs> but yes, that's, Lance, that's Lance is on it. Yes, Lance, you are on it. That's the that's the way it's actually that's the way it's more commonly done. Mm-hmm. So the two teams who just missed the playoffs have to earn it if they want to win the number one pick. I've also consp- considered spotting the lower seeded teams points to make their teams better to earn it. Yep, yep. Ryan does that <laughs> with his leagues. Um, that is also a thing that's out there. Um, both of those things can be true. Uh, Lance and I would actually recommend doing both of those things. Um, the worst teams get the buys, and uh, they are spotted. The lower seeds are sp- their people are teams are spotted points based on their seed. 
Obviously, putting eight teams in the playoffs would eliminate the problem, but I don't want to explain the playoffs. The playoffs work very well the way they are. Any additional suggestions or alternatives would be appreciated. Thanks, Lance. Uh, yeah, I think I honestly think we've mostly answered the question while reading the question. Yeah, <laughs> Ryan. Yeah, I do. I, I do too. I I I actually think that putting the bottom teams with a bye and spotting them, you know, spotting points by seeds um, is better than the all play scenario of the second league as well. Like, I think that that, that is a better playoff situation. If you're going to be playing for the one-on-one, I feel like that's a better playoff situation than either of the two previous setups. And, and honestly, that's the one you should be pitching. If I wouldn't be going for the one-on-one, but I mean, that's, that's not the issue we're trying to solve here. Yeah, I, I think there's a few things to change, and it sounds like the commish, uh, not Lance, but the other commish is, is considering changing them to maybe make them even worse. So, yes, Lance, jump in there. Your ideas are all uh, spot on, at least yep. in my opinion. Yep. Uh, so that's the, those are the changes I would push for 100%. Yep. yep. Uh, just to recap for you, Lance, keep it with six in the playoffs, six in the toilet bowl. For the toilet bowl, the two worst teams get the buys. And if you can push it in there as well, uh, Ryan does this in his leagues. Lower seeded teams get uh, spotted points. So it's a, a little harder for those, uh, those uh, you know, really good teams that just barely miss the playoffs to, to acquire that top pick. Last question, David, Yuma, Arizona, Ryan. Let's do it. Uh, David says... Let's see. David says, I've been really inspired by the new league ideas. Actually, actually, let me restart that. What's the next question, Ryan? And then you tell, you tell David from Yuma, Arizona. What's the next question? What's the next question, Ryan? Next question comes from David from Yuma, Arizona. David says, I've been really inspired by the new league ideas you've covered recently and started both a roulette dynasty and a Yahtzee league. I've also started a league based on David from Mexico City slash Washington's roster builder (laughs) idea. Oh, yes. Yes. And David has some more coming for us as well, I believe. Yes. Uh, He says, although I hate the name. Sorry, David. uh, I've rechristened it Jacob's Ladder from the name for ladder obstacles on obstacle course where the rungs get further and further apart and therefore more and more difficult to traverse the higher you go. I, I'm going to pause this for a second, but uh, 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 what you call it? Uh, the the relegation leagues used to be called ladder leagues in uh, in oh, that's in, right. fa- in fantasy. Yep, like yeah. Yeah, pe- people call it, like Americans who don't know much about soccer probably <laughs> were like, let's call this a ladder league when it's really a relegation league. But yeah, right. um, I like the J- Jacob's ladder name for this. He says, I believe the continued rostering of an injured player is a feature, not a bug. Uh, Do I hold CMC because when or if he comes back, so, so many fantasy points, of course. However, because the manager shouldn't have this decision made for them, uh, turnover for injury or poor performance is handled by allowing teams to drop players throughout the week and being awarded supplemental picks at the end of each week's draft in the order of drop transactions. That's kind of similar to what we yeah. did in the sniper active leagues that, that we did uh, last season. 
Yeah, and someone someone emailed in and possibly hadn't listened to the episode yet, but someone emailed in with that a similar suggestion. I think we even mentioned that as a similar suggestion when we talked about it. Uh, maybe didn't. He says, this is an additional level of strategy. Do I drop early in the week to try to get the highest replacement pick? Oh. Or do I hold... Uh, hold on, because my player may still play that week. That's that's a good point. We did not okay, do it so, that way. Yeah, so, that yeah, yeah, that's different based on order of drop. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I have a few questions about the actual roster spots to use. Doubling a standard-ish roster would give two quarterbacks, four running backs, four wide receiver, two tight end, four flex. Uh, two tight ends is okay considering the nature of this league, but there's a reason leagues are – Superflex and not two QB. Is this league a valid exception to the forcing two QBs is a bad idea rule? I, I think it is an exception. And honestly, I don't even know if forcing two quarterbacks is always a bad idea. I'm depending on some other format and, and setup uh, options. I'm, I'm fine with having an actual two quarterback league versus Superflex. Yeah, and a lot of super flex leagues because of their scoring almost in almost act as a as a two quarterback league. Uh, so I'm I'm actually I'm actually fine with it in some setups as well. So I I don't I don't have a problem with it. it you know I don't have a problem with it. I mean, as always, I would worry more about the two tight ends than two quarterbacks. Oh yeah, for sure, definitely. Uh, to a lesser extent, is four running backs in the same vein? Yeah, I, I get it. Um, again, with with this league format that we're talking about, where you're um, you're basically filling one position a week, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, having too many flex positions feels like it would undermine the forcing tight end like decisions for the other positions that will occur in the latter weeks. For running backs, seems excessive. Yeah, I mean, I think you can. I don't think you necessarily have to double the league settings. I think you can make some changes. Uh, position by position without having to double them all. Yeah. I'm trying to remember his, his, you know, I'm just going to start doing this now, his ladder for it. (laughs) And I believe his ladder like started, like it had specific positions per week. And I feel like at least in my opinion, that that's a flexible thing you can change to your own liking. Like, I don't, I don't feel like that has to be the set. I feel like, um, David from Mexico city slash Washington uh, had that set and, you know, he probably worked out a way that, uh, you know, and, and just, just by the detail, he does his things. I have to imagine he worked out, you know, extremely good reasoning for that, um, that order of positions for each week, but I don't think you have to be tethered to it. Like, I feel like you can change it up to what you feel is, is a better situation. Um, I feel like you can just have one tight end and change, you know, add another flex or you can, you know, change it to one QB and then have one. I believe in David's, in David's ladder, it was like the QB came along like week three or four or something. And then there was a super flex in like week seven or eight or something. It wasn't two QB. It was a super flex if I remember correctly. So I, I, I don't feel like you have to be tethered to, just doubling the roster or what I, I feel like you can figure out what starting lineup you want for the season and then, you know, figure out your own order. I, play what you, it's a play what you enjoy situation, right? Yeah. Yeah. It always is. And um, a, a fun league from 
uh, from David there, and and a good a good spin on it by another David. Here, here's here's an even here, here's even more fun. Just for the hell of it, here's even more fun. You figure out what you want the lineup to be, right? And you got your twelve guys, and you do, um, you do a drawing for it weekly. To like, you don't even have it set up early in the season. Like that, that provides some strategy. I get knowing what's coming in advance, but why not add some fun to your week and, and be like, we're gonna draw for what position we get to all draft this week. Mm, yeah, and do that each. Why not? <laughs> yeah, I I like that too. Um, yeah. I like it. You know, any anything like that that adds a challenge. I mean, you're going to get to them eventually. So uh, it also order... adds a reason for you to like all communicate. Yeah, at some point, like yeah, true. Yeah, interesting. All right, I think that's enough for today. Thank you for David from Yuma, Arizona, and all of our our people who emailed in from various I letter states or uh, where wherever you may have been from. I believe there was a Decatur, Illinois, in there, and I think there was a Washington, Cheney, Washington, maybe. Um, Ryan, we got anything to talk about left mm. in the last few minutes? Mm. I wonder. I wonder. I'm, uh, I'm thinking a little bit about SFB. You, yeah. You want to give any? You want to give any hints? Let's 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 drop a little drop a little here. I think uh, I think I th- I still have some work to do on deciding exactly what is going to happen with SFB. But I think I've decided on two things that I'll announce right here. And if you're a paid Substack subscriber, you already know this. You got this information early, but I'm going to guess in the email we asked you, uh, in the email we asked you not to tell anyone. I'm willing to bet. I'm willing to bet that's in there. So you better not have told anyone. So keep it uh, quiet. <laughs> keep it quiet. And and here it is. Uh, here it is on the uh, the podcast as well. I believe that Scott Fishbowl Eleven. I hate that. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna edit that out. I hate saying that. I hate that name. Uh, <laughs> I believe that. <laughs> I believe that in SFB 11, we're going to do a third round reversal this year. So that's going to make the draft I love it. I yeah. love it. I know, uh, I know our buddy Rich Rebar will love it as well. He's a big three RR proponent. Um, Jake Seeley has been all over me about that for years too. There's been, there's been some people. And the best part, like like so many things about SFB over the years, is that I know I know a large percentage of the people that will be playing have never done a third round reversal. This will yep. be this will be a first for them. I mean, SFB was the first league I played in that that used uh, points per first down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was the first league I played in that that had any kind of points per carry scoring. Um, so yeah, this, this is going to be another first, not for me this time, but for a lot of other people. I, I know that like this wouldn't apply to you, but SFB has been super flex since 2010. Like it's first yeah. year. It was super flex. Like SFB prides itself on trying to push the envelope just a little bit. And third round reversal has been around for like 15 years, but it's, it's good to try to, you know, push something, something out there in the industry that is, you know, not really done quite as much, and maybe maybe it should be. Maybe people should uh, give it a chance. Yeah, absolutely. I have another thing. I have another thing. That's More? that's the draft. 
I mean, I mean, this might be a three pronged change for this year. That's the draft. But for the first time in years, years of SFB, SFB has had the same starting lineup for years in SFB. It has been a quarterback, you know, a couple running backs, three wide receivers, a tight end, and then four flexes. Like that one of them being a super flex. That's, that's what it's been. That's, that's you're, you're, you're starting 11 players every year for countless years in SFB this year. I think it's, I think it's going to change. And I'm only, I'm only going to tease one part of this one part of how it might change. SFB has always been quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. Always this year. Keep it simple. Yeah. Keep it simple this year. I think we're going to let you flex a kicker. People people love to have these kicker fights. (laughs) There are people who think they're good at kickers, good at people who think that they should be out of leagues and they're all luck. Um, I'm going to let those, those kicker lovers out there in the fantasy industry, those who, you know, spend time working on streaming kicker articles, those who defend their kicker takes, (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to let those people prove it on the field of battle. This is their time allowing to shine, them, huh? Yep. Allowing them to flex kickers this year in SFB. What do you think of that, Ryan? This, if this you don't must... like them, you don't have to play him. You can ignore the crap out of him if you don't like him. No, no required kicker. No, uh, no required. This must have something to do with your love of the Minnesota Vikings and how <laughs> excellent, <laughs> traditionally excellent their place kickers are. Dear uh, Lord. <laughs> that oh, that should be the rule just for you, Scott, that you have to, you can only flex the Vikings here. You only yeah. get whoever is kicking for, for the Vikings <laughs> that week. And it'll probably change every week too, honestly. Oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah. That that's uh, going to be an interesting interesting rule to see and uh i've yet i've yet to do the scoring on it so i was gonna um, say that that's really what is is going to be the difference maker um you know tell me i can flex a kicker okay that's interesting but once you once you share that scoring with me and with the world then it, it becomes uh really something that i think people could consider as part of their strategy yeah, and and you know, off the top of my head, without running, actually crunching the numbers, and I'm a guy who runs and crunches the numbers on scoring. I swear, I've put in ten thousand plus hours of of running scoring numbers and doing research on league settings. But uh, that's probably a low estimate, honestly. <laughs> but uh, I, I think it's probably going to be you know your basic decimal scoring, like a forty five yarder would be four point five points. So. I, yeah. I don't think I'd give you the automatic three. I think a 27 yarder would be 2.7 points. <laughs> like if you're getting a chip shot, maybe you're not getting three. All right. And I got to imagine missed kicks might factor into this. I don't know yet. We're going to find out though. I love it. I love it. I'm excited to, to hear more. This is just, you know, just a couple of small pieces of SFB and uh, we'll have more more info on that uh both on the substack and and on the podcast basically scott whenever you decide right i'm, yep, I'm waiting much. just like everyone else pretty much 
it's gonna it's good it's gonna be a fun time it's gonna be a fun time we were you know early july is gonna be a very fun time for uh starting out the it's the kickoff to the fantasy season is what sfb is so stay tuned for that but that's our show ryan that's another episode of commission impossible uh if you're listening out there yeah if you're listening out there, make sure to give us a five-star review on whatever you listen to podcasts on. If you're on iHeart, uh, if you're listening on iHeart, if you're listening on uh, you know, iTunes or whatever, uh, please give us a five-star review. Tell your friends, tell your league mates, tell your commissioner about our show. Go back, binge listen, uh, do lots of stuff. It's awesome. Uh, follow me on Twitter, Scottfish24. Follow Ryan on Twitter, RyanMC23. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.